Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I am your host, Dr. Paul Edgerson. We're here on Monday, April 18th, 2022. Hey, we just came off our best month ever, and we're on track for another half a million dollar month, which is so refreshing for me because our payroll has been really high. You know, so now we're we're finally producing at a level that has our payroll at the right amount. And it's been a challenge with, you know, all the increases in wages, along with supplies and everything and everything just becoming more expensive. But we are finally producing at a level consistently, you know, two months in a row where our payroll is where it needs to be. So I'm just really happy about that. And I'm excited about going forward and seeing what we can do at the end of April and see what we do in May. I want to talk about today something that happened these past two weeks. It's been a really, really hard two weeks. And something that I do as an owner, which I know it's wrong, and I know I shouldn't do this, but I really tie the way that people feel at the office to how I feel about myself as a leader. So if they're, if everyone's happy at the office, I feel really good. If there's people that are unhappy, it makes me feel like I'm failing as a leader, which I know is not, I can't be in control of how everyone is feeling all the time. That's a big responsibility to have. But it's something I do. I'm working on it. But we've had a lot of like recent issues with treatment plans, with them not being correct, with patients having unexpected co-pays, changes in coverage, upset people complaining about bills, and what the heck is going on? So we do some research. I started asking some questions. I started having people in my office doing one-on-ones, and we're figuring out. And I'm talking like I have not been at the practice dealing with something like this big in so long. So it was really just draining on me. But what we found out is that there were some insurance verification and entry mistakes, which were setting up for treatment plan mistakes, which were setting up for upset patients. What was happening is when these mistakes were found, they were never brought to the person that made the mistake. So that these mistakes just keep happening and happening and happening. And it's not all in one person. It's it's multiple people. But when we're making these mistakes, if we don't know we're making them, we can't learn from them. So we've got these upset patients and the front desk is tired of dealing with the upset patients. So I'm going to tell you, this is what we strategize. This is what we came up with. And this is what we're doing. We're doing two things. Okay. One, I don't like this first one that much because I really do feel like if our insurance verification is good, that we can estimate treatment plans. We can estimate co-pays. We can get really close if not right on it. So, but we need to set the expectation with the patient that this is just an estimate. And this is not a clause on a treatment plan. I know you might have a clause on your treatment plan. We also have a clause on our treatment plan. We have a little clause that's on the bottom where the patient initials. Now, when they initial it, it's not like a contract that you're going to pull up and be like, well, you initialed this, so we told you. No, it needs to be a conversation. So we need to set the tone. And that means we're saying, hey, I need you to initial here. This just indicates that I explained to you that this is an estimate. And after your insurance claim closed, there is a chance that you may still owe more money. Do you understand? Pause. That is on our treatment plans to have a conversation about it. Not for the patient to initial it. It's for us to acknowledge it, look the patient in the eye, and ask them if they understand and pause. So we need to do that. When we're taking payments, because we pre-collect to make an appointment, when we take the payment, if they say something like, are you all paid up? We need to let them know. No, you are all paid up as far as we can tell, but you might still owe money when your insurance claim closes. We need to keep reiterating this. You might still owe money when your insurance claim closes. So we're going to set the expectation like that. Now, number two, this is the part I like because I think this is where, where, where the real error is, 
is we need to discover and investigate and report the errors in a timely and respectful manner to the person that's making the errors. My insurance person is way in the back and my front desk is, well, they're way in the front. So we were having these errors and we're so busy just turning patients through that we never addressed them. We never said, hey, like what happened here? Or we've got to check this certain thing in Blue Cross or we got to check this certain thing on the MetLife site. These things just kept happening. And what it eventually led to is that we can't count on each other. We can't count on a team. People are frustrated. Nobody wants to go in because they don't, the unpredictability of what we're doing. Like think about if every time you did a filling, either it worked out great or it worked out horrible. And there was no in between. It was like, you just didn't know. It was like a coin flip, whether this patient was going to be totally pissed or totally happy. And that's how the front desk feels when they can't confidently present treatment plans and they feel like they're just constantly getting barraged by upset people. So what do we do? We need to frame the culture. When we were small, smaller office, when people made mistakes, when there was an upset patient, everyone in the office knew about it. Everyone was like, what happened? Oh, wait, what clause? Oh, we did what? And everybody learned from it. But now that we're big, we don't have that small office where everybody finds out about an upset patient. And things just kind of go and they fall through the cracks. And we don't learn from it. And that's what really stinks. So we need to write down errors. We need to report the errors. We need to write down, even the front desk, like our newer people, they need to write down patients. If they have a patient that they have to pass off to somebody else because they don't understand something, they need to write that down. And during training time, we need to make sure that they get the training and understand it. Because look at all these opportunities we miss when we pass something along to somebody else. Look at all the opportunities we miss when we find an error, but we don't discuss it with the team. We don't bring it up with everybody so everyone can learn from it. And I think that's one of the things about a smaller office versus a bigger office that's very easy to control is learning from the errors and mistakes. In a bigger office, it's a, it's a little harder. So I need to frame the culture and tell people, hey, it is important that we report our mistakes. And it is so essential to us growing and becoming a better team and I need to let them know that it's okay to make mistakes. They are expected. But if we don't learn from the mistakes, we don't feel competent. And then we can't count on each other, which breeds resentment. So I was essentially dealing with all these big issues all the week. I had all these things going on. And I had a one-on-one with someone. And she told me that she feels like everybody hates it to practice. And this is like after I spent the whole week just like stressed and dealing with it, not sleeping, like four hours of sleep a night, just trying to figure out what are we going to do? How can I fix this? How can I turn this thing around? Dwelling on things, wondering if everybody hates it at the practice, because I was feeling that, you know, when I was hearing about all these issues. And then someone just comes and just essentially verbally says that to me. And I don't want to sound like a you know what, but I'm always trying to be vulnerable on here. But it really freaking hurt. It was like the confirmation of one of my greatest fears that I'm failing, I'm not doing my part. I remember like right after work that day, I went and I talked to my therapist. I go see her once every two weeks at this point. And it was just like, I couldn't even like get words out. I was so upset about it. Like it was just, there was so much emotion for me, like built around it. Like I couldn't speak and didn't really get emotional, like talk about it right now. And it just hurt. It just fucking hurt so bad just to know that everybody at the practice hates being there and I'm a shitty leader and I'm not doing my part and I let it slip and I sold the practice and all these things. And I'm going forward and forward and forward. And and honestly, I can't assume there's no way for me to know if all those things are true, but this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And I just felt really shitty. And I sat with that that night and I just felt it. And I tried to just 
feel that sadness, that loss of something special that I created. And it didn't feel good. It was just overwhelm. Just F this. I'm done with this. And through that, through our breakdowns, comes our biggest breakthroughs. And I came back to work the next day with just a new purpose, was to get these systems back, to get the accountability back, to get the morale back, you know, and and I'm excited for the future. But I I do want to share that I went through a very, very serious breakdown the other week. And I want to share that because I, I don't want to ever feel like I'm just out here sharing my highlight reel. I have issues too. I have issues personally. I have issues as a practice owner and, and my practice has issues. I go through the same stuff that you guys go through. So just know you're not alone in that regard. Now, fast forward one week, we had our 10-year anniversary party. We had probably 50-plus people come. We had a great time. I had people telling me, telling my wife, how much they love it at the practice, how much they love being part of something big, how much they just love the people that work there. And the more I kept talking to people and, and talking to my leads, I just didn't get that vibe from anybody else. So I'm not saying it's wrong for that person to feel like everybody hates it there or even she hates it there. It's just... I can't listen to one person and make the assumption that everyone feels that way. And even more so, I can't be responsible for everybody's feelings. I can't put that on my shoulders because that is overwhelming. I can't control how everybody feels. I can just do my best. I can show up. I can listen and answer their questions. I can talk to people. I can help them sort through issues. But I just can't allow that to just ruin me, which it really did. So one person's not feeling it. That's okay. And that's totally fine. But most other people, they're still feeling it. And I'm going to make it my mission right now over the next maybe month or so to really get in there and really start sorting stuff out. So I'm excited about that. But, you know, summing up, don't wrap yourself so much into the things you can't control, like people's happiness, contentness, or, or whatever you want to call it. And, and I'm still working on that one. And I think it's, it's a great asset to have to care so much. But it's also, it comes with the curse. Everything, every blessing is a curse and every curse is a blessing. I think our team culture is much reliant on the fact that I care so much. But then at the same time, it's really draining on me. And and the other thing is make mistakes okay at your practice, even for yourself as a leader. You know, forgive people, forgive yourself, encourage the mess ups. There are learning opportunities. You know, make sure the team's keeping track and, and gets the opportunity to clarify and learn from their mistakes. They need that feedback loop. We can't just make errors and just shuffle them off the side and not know about them. And as always, anytime there's something going on or even when there's not, talk to your team. Ask them what's going on. They know what's happening. They know where the issues are. Maybe they they don't always take the initiative to solve them on their own, but they know what they are. And if you want to have a great running practice, you've got to talk to your team. So I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter weekend. God bless. <laughs>